This podcast is not a replacement to any formal lectures or clinical placement. Hello and namaste to all. Welcome to episode 9 of our case series podcast. I am Kavita and I am Shreya. Hope you all are doing great and staying healthy. In this episode we have brought you a case of a 16 years old boy with fever and reduced level of consciousness. Fever with reduced level of consciousness. What might be the cause? Stay with us to know about the cause and more about this case. Episode 9 A 16 year old boy with fever and reduced level of consciousness. A 16 year old boy from Dharan was admitted to medicine ward with a history of fever for 3 days, headache for 3 days, and reduced level of consciousness for 1 day. Okay, then can you please elaborate more about the presenting complaints? Patient was apparently asymptomatic 3 days back, then he complained of headache and fever. Since yesterday, he became irritable and was less active than usual. Headache was sudden onset, generalized throbbing which was associated with nausea, vomiting and photophobia. It was aggravated by neck movement, relieved by rest and hampered the boy day-to-day activities. Fever was continuous, sudden and onset, started three days back and was relieved by the use of antibiotic. The maximum temperature recorded was 40 degrees Celsius. The patient had also confusion, poor feeding, was irritable, less active and unable to focus. There is no history of trauma, weight loss, diarrhea and abdominal pain, cough, hemoptysis, burning micturition. The sign of confusion, poor feeding and the fact that he is irritable, less active and unable to focus shows the involvement of CNS. The presence of fever might be due to infection in the CNS. Is there any significant history? Other history was insignificant except he had the past history of recurrent infections. Okay, then let's proceed to examination of the patient. He was lying under the seat to protect his eye from light and was oriented to person and place but can't remember what day it is or what he has been doing over past few days. On examination of his vital sign, it was found that his heart rate and respiratory rate is elevated, body temperature is 39 degrees Celsius and oxygen saturation is 97%. On further examination, he showed neck rigidity, positive cornix and Brzezinski sign which strongly suggests meningitis. Similarly, his ENT and respiratory tract examination were also normal. Whatever may be the cause, symptoms of meningitis should be dealt with as priority and on emergency basis since the course of the disease may turn rapidly life-threatening and fatal. Now, before being sure about the diagnosis of meningitis, other conditions that have similar clinical presentation need to be ruled out. Differential diagnosis of meningitis include brain abscess, encephalitis, epidural abscess, bacterial endocarditis with septic embolism, subarachnoid hemorrhage, and tumor. Now, let's proceed to investigation so that we can come into definitive diagnosis. On blood investigation, there is elevated white cells count, among which 90% cell is neutrophils. CRP is elevated too. For CSF, we carried out lumbar puncture and collected CSF. CSF appeared torbid and cloudy. There was elevated protein level, decreased glucose level and increased white cell count, predominantly neutrophil. The infiltration of neutrophil clearly shows that there is an acute inflammation. Now, to know about the causative agent of the disease and to narrow out therapeutic goals, gram staining and culture of sample is done. 
On gram staining of CLCF, it showed gram negative intracellular diplococci and AFP stain is negative, which rules out tubercular meningitis. Uncultured, transparent, gray, shiny, non hemolytic colonies were seen in blood agar media. After 48 hours, colonies were longer with opaque raised center and transparent margin. To see if there is any involvement of brain parenchyma, CT scan was performed. CT scan was normal and it rules out encephalitis, brain abscess, stroke and brain tumors. The clinical feature and CSF finding of high protein, low glucose and neutrophilic leukocytosis are most suggestive of acute bacterial meningitis. Being more specific as per gram staining and culture finding, it must be due to Neisseria meningitis, a gram-negative intracellular diplococci. Before moving towards treatment, let's talk more about this case. Okay, meningitis is an inflammatory process of leptomeninges and CSF within the subarachnoid space, usually caused by infection. Based on the etiology and the clinical evaluation of the illness, infectious meningitis is broadly classified into acute pyogenic, aseptic, and chronic. Each type is also accompanied by characteristic changes in CSF. Likewise, the causative agents are bacterial, viral, fungal, and parasites. Bacterial agents include Escherichia coli and Group B streptococci in neonates, Haemophilus influenza in infants, Neisseria meningitis, uh, and Streptococcus pneumoniae in adolescents and young adults. Likewise, Listeria monocytogens and Streptococcus pneumoniae in elderly. Viral agents include Enterovirus, which is most common, Mumps virus, Coxsackie virus, and Epstein-Barr virus. Fungal agents include Candida albicans and Cryptococcus neoformans, and in parasite Protozoa nematodes and cestodes. Now, moving towards the treatment of the patient, firstly, symptomatic treatment of the patient is important, that is, treatment of headache and fever. Likewise, as patients showed symptom and sign of acute bacterial meningitis, empirical antibiotic treatment is started immediately regardless of any investigations undertaken or prompt administration of antibiotics as early in disease is a key to successful outcome of life-threatening meningococcal infection. As the specific pathogen is identified after gram stain and culture findings, we made our treatment specific for Neisseria meningitis. Drug of choice is intravenous penicillin G, but if penicillin resistant, then intravenous ceftriaxone was given for 7 days. In order to prevent meningococcal infection among contacts, rifampicin is the drug of choice. It is administered for 2 days. A single dose of oral ciprofloxacin or intravenous ceftriaxone is also effective. Also, quadrivalent meningococcal polysaccharides vaccine ACY and W135 is available which is strongly advised during outbreaks. Chemoprophylaxis is given for household contact, child care and nursery school contacts. Person having contact with patients oral secretion during 7 days prior to disease. With this we have came to the end of this episode. Hope you all have great time listening to us. We will come with next case in next episode. Until then keep learning and keep supporting us. Bye-bye.